This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Get your motor Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Revving up the weekends with news and views on all things motoring. Yes, exactly as the man said. It is Saturday afternoon, it is four o'clock, which means it's time for another hour of motoring madness. I say that every week, but I haven't thought of anything better to say yet, so you're just going to have to stick with me. My name is Daniel Gardner. Thank you so much to the wonderful people on that. Uh, what was it? Critical hits. Sorry about that, gentlemen. Oh, honestly, I'll get it right one week. Uh, another week now for motoring. Uh, we are talking all things motoring this week. Um, Plenty going on. I'm going to be talking about Lamborghinis. We're going to be talking about muscle cars. We're going to be talking about something called a Tartan Prancer, which is nothing like a, a muscle car or a Lamborghini. And I will be introducing some very special guests. You might be familiar with one or two of the voices, but you definitely won't be familiar with one. In particular, I will be introducing our US correspondent. So stick with us. My name is Daniel Gardner. You just listened to a bit of Elizabeth Rose, which is a personal favourite of mine, with the Aston Shuffle. That track was called Back and Forth. Good afternoon. This is Fender Bender, the uh, Joy's very own motoring show. And I'm confident in saying the very best motoring show on Joy 94.9, by default. (laughs) (laughs) I am joining you, taking the helm from Tim Nicholson. He is overseas at the moment. He's travelling around Thailand, driving the new Ford Everest. He'll be back next week to tell you all about that. But in the meantime, I'm joined by some very special people... I'm going to start with you, Mr. Paul Merrick, road test editor from Car Advice. How are you, sir? Senior road test editor. Sorry, all Sorry, right. Okay. I just wanted to <laughs> I've gone and embarrassed myself <laughs> already. That. Um, I'm very well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, well, it smells lovely in the studio. Y- really, that was not me. That's not <laughs> me either. Normally, normally when I've been here, it smells like a badger set. <laughs> Uh, I'm also, thank you, lovely to have you back. We're also joined by the lovely Finn Tor, uh, senior writer, uh, editor, no, senior journalist from Car Sales. I'm the shit kicker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, that's not what it says on your card. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would just like to say good afternoon to the panel, everybody, and uh, the listeners at home. So. Excellent. Now, speaking of the so panel, polite. these these are familiar voices, dear listener, you're hearing right now, but I'm about to introduce someone who is not so familiar to uh, Fender Bender. I'm very proud to introduce the fabulous Amanda, who is Fender Bender's US correspondent, flown in especially for the show today, That's all right. the way from tec- Texas. Thank you so much for being with us, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Now, I was going to try and pronounce your surname, but I'm not going to because I won't get it right. I want you to do that. It is Amanda Palacio. It's My, a Spanish last name. Oh, wow. That sounds a bit good to me. Yeah. Now, we're not just having you on because you sound right for radio. We're having you on because you are going to be our muscle car enthusiast and oh, authority. Yeah. Yes. Now, we're talking to you a little bit later about uh, muscle cars in the US and also it seems to be an emerging scene here in Australia. So uh, we're really looking forward to hearing what you have to tell us about things going on in the US. In the meantime, though, we're going to keep things a little bit closer to the home and talk some news as we always do every week. And we're going to kick off with something about the Toyota Hilux, a very popular car in Australia. It's now just been unveiled in its newest incarnation but there's something not quite right about it, is there, Paul? Yeah, and it all sort of started at the original press conference when uh, they wouldn't comment on the petrol V6 option and uh, I've I've discovered since that that's because they're not upgrading it. So instead of getting the more powerful version that you can find in the Prado, which makes over 200 kilowatts of power, 
you're instead going to be stuck with 175 kilowatts of power and 376 newton metres of torque, which is... Which is about the same as a sewing machine. Exactly, yeah. A Janome <laughs> overlocker would make more power. So it's, it's pretty disappointing, and uh, Toyota hasn't really explained yet why they haven't upped the power on it. So. But is it possible that they want uh, maybe more reliability? They'll go, okay, we'll give it more power, it'll, it'll last longer. Perhaps. Throwing it out there? You have to then wonder why they've upgraded it for the Prado. Mm. It's got like over 40 kilowatts of power more. Exactly, good point. So yeah, if they've done it for one other model, then why can't they do it for the Hilux? If you are short of a bit of torque, then you can't have a diesel, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. So the diesel's the best option, but we actually had a, a guy email us during the week saying that he loved the idea of the petrol because it's fast instead of the, the diesel, which he thinks is slow. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, but it uses 13 litres per 100 on average. So Ouch. That is, that is a lot that's of like fuel. That's like 50% more or something, yeah. isn't it? Imagine if Ouch. you were towing as well. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Or you've got it full of uh, slabs of beer and yeah. kelpies, which is what I see all Hilux is doing. <laughs> they never actually go off road. <laughs> no. They just fill them up with like cement mixes and beer, and then that's it, isn't it? That's all <laughs> exactly. the Hilux does. Exactly. But it's uh, very good at that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and also the biggest question here is why no turbocharged petrols for basically any Toyota? What's going on there? Everyone else has realised that turbocharging is the way to go. It's good for efficiency. Mm. It's good for power. And yet Toyota still have their hands in their pockets and they're not doing turbos at all. The question is, does it, re does it matter? I mean, if, if they're getting away without putting any engineering money in and people are still buying these things in droves, why would you bother? You know? Absolutely right. That's if you fair. are one of those people out there who has bought a Hilux without even thinking about it... No, there's many good reasons for buying Hilux. <laughs> if you're one of those people, I want to hear from you. 0427JOY949 is the text, or you can email onair at joy.org.au. I want to know why you bought Hilux, and if you're annoyed that you've not got more power in the V6 when it's coming out. I think yeah. people probably have bought the Hilux specifically because of the instance we were talking about earlier, the Top Gear episode, where they try to destroy yes. the Hilux. They drive it up a volcano or something insane yeah. like that and use... I think vodka to keep the, the <laughs> tires from like burning or freezing or something like that. Insane. And then the vodka went up in flames. And so then the so Which cars. Is a terrible was, waste. Oh, yeah. it, was so, it, was, it, was, it was a sad day for vodka. Yeah. We, we all felt the loss. But uh, yeah, honestly, my brother has wanted a Hilux now because yep. of that show. We watched Top Gear religiously. Is that right? Yeah. We're, only British Top Gear. Australian Top Gear is. Uh, it's all right. I'm sorry no, for the Australian not, listeners. It's, it's not anything. It's not anywhere. Good. But you've got US Top Gear as well, haven't you? I've never watched it. Why not? Should. Apparently it's not bad. It's I've, good. I've heard it's getting better, but I've never watched it, so I can't I don't, go. I just, it feels wrong. No. You know, like it doesn't feel right to, to watch American Top Gear. It didn't start in America. Speaking of Top Gear, you know. apparently, I know this isn't on the news sheet, Dan, but no, no, um, please. Let's just, just, Amazon let's vent. Video, one of the new streaming services in the US, has, mm. has signed up uh, yes. Clarkson May That's and right. uh, who's the other guy? Richard Hammond. Hammond. Yeah. So next Susie. year, we're going to see a new show, which hasn't been named yet, starring the Top Gear guys. So oh, they will so be back. Excited. Yeah. But streaming only. And you can't get this service in Australia yet. Unless you oh, use a VPN, great. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. IT over here. Yeah. <laughs> like like everything we'll you can't it. get in Australia, like yeah. electricity yeah. and you Indeed, know, yeah. fast CDs, wind power and solar power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's getting political <laughs> on Sunday, Bender. Let's keep it moving to avoid yes. any hate Woo. mail. Uh, but we're going to stay with engines. Um, this time we're adding an extra couple of cylinders, uh, a V8 that's going to be in the Caprice, the Holden Caprice. Uh, there's news here also, isn't there, Paul? That's right. So uh, another tidbit that I discovered was that Holden is indeed upgrading the V8 for the next or the final 
locally produced Commodore and also the finally produced Caprice. So it's going from a 6-litre V8 to a 6.2-litre V8, and it's uh, a codename L99, which is uh, basically a newer version of the LS3. It comes with some fuel-saving tech, uh, and that's going to produce a fairly impressive 304 kilowatts of power. So it's about on par with what the Chev SS does. That's like an state. HSV in a standard Holden. That's it. Well, it effectively is the engine, isn't it? Hang on, that. is it still 6-litre or 6.2? 6.2. So, so it is an HSV It's engine. the exact same as the LS3, aside from some extra um, stuff to, to make it use less fuel. There's, okay. uh, there's no replacement for Displacement, yeah, right, and exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but there is no replacement for the Caprice because that's that's, that's, that's coming to an end in 2017. Right. No more and no V6 as well, so that'll be gone. So the only only engine option will be the the V8. Interesting. This be a tire shredder. Are we? Uh, yeah, on. totally. <laughs> Are we sad about that? Uh, yeah. Well, the V6 was was the whole LPG thing just wasn't working for them. So, and no one buys the V6 anyway. They're all getting the eights and just sticking LPG on it. So, I'll be sad. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the way Commodores and Statesmen drive. Yeah. They're they're kind of cushy and they're just they're so nice to drive. You know, rear drive, easy to turn and just sideways. Yeah, a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> On Fender Bender, we only condone on responsible driving. Thank you very much, Paul. Mm, I bet. You and your sideways I talk. <laughs> Again, I'm going to have to move the subject on because it's getting a little bit too risky. <laughs> Something that's not risky to talk about are Suzuki's. And for no bad reason, I had a chat with the uh, the managing director of Suzuki Australia, um, Andrew Moore, he's called. Uh, I had a chat with him last week, and he told me that they have grand plans for Suzuki in Australia. Ooh. Back in 2010. Yes, they do. Don't sound so surprised, Amanda. <laughs> Do tell. In 2008, actually, way back then, they predicted that they were going to be selling 40,000 Suzukis in Australia by 2010. And everyone laughed. Wow. Uh, and it never happened. Uh, so I had a chat with Andrew Moore and asked him why you didn't manage to make the targets and also, do you still have ambitious plans? And he has now said they've downgraded their efforts. Mm. By 2017, they will be selling 30,000 in Australia. Now, that's a little bit more of a believable target. Yeah. And do we know how they're going to be driving this, this uh, growth? Flying cars. No. <laughs> Motorcycles. Uh, oh, we're talking just good, what? good. I like your lateral thinking, Amanda. So do I. That's but no, no, it's not, we're talking cars only here. Oh. Uh, Vitara. Yeah, okay. The Vitara is that nearly here. Okay. Now, love or hate small SUVs. Yeah, all right, Amanda. She, she's picked up her phone. She's turned off. No, I'm start- just making sure that I know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about. These, I've never heard of a Holden. I mean, I've heard of Holdens before, but I, we don't have them in the States. Yeah. It's okay. So we're some just, of these cars, I'm Chevrolet. just like, oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> so sure. Suzuki Vitara. That's no, good. Okay, uh, for, for the benefit of listeners who don't know what we're talking about, Suzuki Vitara is a 1.6 litre small SUV. Um, it actually hasn't been in Australia for many years. It used to be here as a model, and it's going to be a re- introduced and Suzuki badly need it because they can't compete at the moment in that segment particularly uh, and that segment is doing really really well so mm. when it arrives um, just next month uh, they've got grand plans for the Suzuki Vitara and hopefully it will get them up to their 30,000 units per year at last. I remember having a Suzuki Vitara with Paul That's about it. what eight years ago and just yeah. uh, soon after we met we went off-roading and um, flogging out the back of Anglesey. Stuck. It was, I didn't know. No it was actually <laughs> me so <laughs> we were so muddy that day it was good fun. It was good fun though yeah and so basically vitara is pretty good off-road yeah it's Anyone awesome wondering, yeah. good guys fun. talking about getting muddy and you know <laughs> spending time together and it costs all too much when we I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to enforce a break we're gonna be back very shortly you're on fender bender on joy 94.9
Yeah, I that is good. She's quite right. She's quite right. That's actually the wrong button, but it was about Fender Bender, so I'm not particularly bothered. <laughs> yes, you are listening to Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Uh, we are talking all things news at the start of the show, but we're going to move uh, to slightly more. Okay, we're going to do something. This is very carefully engineered by me. We're going to talk about both local and international news in the same model. Wow. Okay. It's full on. Ferrari 488 GTB has been confirmed for Australia. It is now here. It is. It has launched. We have the Ferrari 488 on home turf. It is a fabulous thing. It's basically got a hot, uh, the California engine in it. It's a 3.9 twin turbo. It is here. As so fa- no on. more naturally aspirated. That's the big deal with this, isn't it? They've gone turbo for hmm. Ferrari, which is it's a touchy subject for a lot of people because they're is. saying Ferrari should be pure, should be naturally aspirated. But yeah. Well, it's weird, because I keep... I'm never happy. I'm never happy. I'm, grass is always greener on the other <laughs> side of the fence. Place. I love the F40, because it was a stupid turbocharged yep. Ferrari back in that the 80s, cool. 90s. I was like, brilliant! You know, no one else is doing turbocharging in quite the same way, and Ferrari went there and did it. Then they went normally aspirated, and I was thinking, come on, do turbocharging. Now they've gone turbochargers, and everyone says, no, come on, guys. You know, we've gone on the days of normal aspiration. They won't sound right. They won't drive right. But apparently, it does drive right. Yeah. I would assume so. They make their cars <laughs> as beautiful... As on the inside as they are on the outside. Aww, because I think, oh, honestly, no. I'm looking at the picture right now. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of um, like a Pagani Zonda. Yep. The yes. same sort of shape, you know? Yeah. Um, which is beautiful. I think this one's a little bit less, um, it looks less like a bug. It does kind of have this like weird, freaky kind of dragonfly look to it. But uh, the Ferrari is beautiful. And I think that... They, they're going to do whatever they do. They usually do it with a really high level of grace and thought put into it. So I don't think that anything they do is going to come out in a way that people don't actually like. I completely agree. You know, yeah. Ferrari, if, no, if anyone's going to get turbocharging right and maintain that sound uh, and the drivability, it's going to be Ferrari. Yep. I mean, other makers out there like uh, Mercedes in the AMG GT, yep. which I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to drive on the Bathurst racing circuit a couple of weeks back. Nice. Uh, that you thing, didn't mention that. Really funny. Yeah. Oh, I've mentioned it several more times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they've made, you, can, you can have a really decent exhaust note with a turbocharger in the exhaust system. You can have responsiveness. There's not necessarily, you know, and so, look, the, the Ferrari will ne- will al- always be a fabulous car. They wouldn't let it past yeah. any stage of development without it. Look, I'm being devil's advocate there. I'm not saying, because I haven't driven it, obviously, I'm not saying it's garbage. But uh, <laughs> it's, got a lot of, it's got a lot of things going for it. It's obviously yeah. gorgeous, as Amanda said. Um, it's more powerful now. And it's also cheaper, I believe, too. Yes. So. Uh, oh, yes. Right. So then, when do we get to drive that? Because well, I think that we should really get me behind the as wheel. As soon as, as soon as we can, you know, chip in our pocket change and come up with four hundred and sixty-eight, so four hundred sixty-nine thousand eight hundred eighty-eight dollars. Well, oh, let's just call it half a mil. And we'll, yep. All right, okay. listeners, there, you've heard it. Uh, we need <laughs> this money. Trip. We are now <laughs> raising money you to get us in a Ferrari. Absolutely right. You can a- touch the Ferrari once we buy it, but <laughs> yes. after that, that yes. will be it. Touch, just touch it. You're not just off a ride it. or anything. You can take a picture in it. You can smell th- it. That's very can, generous. Yeah, you can smell it. You can touch it. I think that's that's more than enough. I think too. we're being very generous. That's very nice. I'm glad to see she's only her first show, and Amanda's completely got the right idea of how to work with Amanda. Moving overseas. Now then, you mentioned the cool half a million. The Spider version has been unveiled overseas. It will officially unveil at the Frankfurt Motor Show. So what's a Spider? Spider is, is a thing that terrifies Dan whenever he finds one in his house. Uh, and he runs out. generally eight legs, you That's know, it, yeah. creepy looking fangs But what do they call? It's a convertible, right? Why yes. do they call a convertible version a Spider? Surely I, it's just an Italian word for something. I don't oh, know. Oh, is it Speeder? 
Whoa. <laughs> yeah, just, just with an Italian accent. That's, that's the only difference. <laughs> What's that exactly? Um, uh, well, it's funny because you because some manufacturers spell a lot of manufacturers use the term spider to talk about a convertible. I mean, spell different. Some people spell it. Yeah, they spell it with a Y. Yeah, that's right. I think Porsche does the Y, don't they? Ferrari does the I. Yeah. Who knows? Either way, it's out there. It will be officially unveiled Frankfurt Motor Show uh, in a couple of months. And it's fabulous. It's exactly the same car, effectively, under its skin. It's got the same engine. It's got pretty much the same... <laughs> just Google <laughs> Spider and it's actually just a scary-looking do it's just, it's just scary. But the difference is you can be seen in your Italian... Yeah. Precisely. ...work yep. of automotive art. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you so. won't look like a work of art when you're driving a car that fast with the top down. That's your hair's going to look like a mess. Yeah. You're going to look like you ran through a wind tunnel or something. It's <laughs> oh, going to be awful. The voice of reason. This is why we have you on. Exactly. So, of course I'm a woman. I have to think about my hair. So effectively what you're saying is don't... Bo- now, pricing isn't quite out for Australia yet, but if it follows the same trend as previous Spider to Coupe or GTB uh, Ferraris, then it will be around about the $508,000. So the cool Ooh. half a million dollars. Ooh. So what you're saying, Amanda, is save yourself that extra 50 grand and keep your hair do. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your hair Good down point. nice. You're still driving yep. a Ferrari. Sounds yep. like sage advice from the Fender Bender team. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to something that is definitely not as pretty as the Ferrari, the Tartan Prancer. Now then, this is a vehicle oh, that God. actually doesn't really exist, uh, but it has been created for a revisit of the film. Uh, what is the film? Vacation. Yeah, that's right. That's so it's a remake of National Lampoon's Vacation, the old Chevy oh, Chase. Hold on, I haven't heard about this. Are they Comedy. doing a remake? They're doing a yeah, remake. Yeah, yeah, and it looks oh, quite funny. Bad. I watched the, the, the previews and I laughed. So, <laughs> it, it, can, it cannot be a failure that film if it's got anything to do with the original it'll be wonderful so they've introduced Awful. the uh, a, a new family wagon for the film and it is what do we say guys is it is it's a, it it's a minivan cutting edge product design or yes. just plain fugly it is fugly <laughs> yeah, it is that's, that's, it's, that's so terrible. horrible it's so it's all the right ways if you are anywhere near <laughs> something called the yeah. internet right now we urge you to do an image search of the tartan prancer and let us know on 0427 joy 949 or email on air at joy.org.au just exactly what you think of that vehicle or look up the video there's a there's a i think it's lithuanian <laughs> or latvian video of this uh, spruiking the Tartan Prancer, and it's hilarious. There's a guy that's chain-smoking cigarettes, and <laughs> and, and, and the car has um, cup holders on the outside <laughs> instead of the door handles. <laughs> and, I love uh, it. And he does a lot of karate kicks and things as that well. So cool. <laughs> Very strange. And they also gave it such a terrible name. Yeah. A Prancer? Yes. Who's prancing in a freaking minivan? That's exactly. <laughs> there is that no is prancing so going on in a minivan. I hear that it's one just... of the options that comes with it is a paper bag for you to pop yeah. on your head so oh, no one can see. Oh, thank God. Um, oh, good. Okay. Look, it's not the prettiest thing, but I think it, for the the point is, is it's supposed to be hideous, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Now, what I find amusing about this, though, is even though they went to the extent of actually deliberately making a car physically vile, some manufacturers actually do that on purpose. Yes. I think there's uglier vehicles than the Tartan Brothers. Tar- tar- QX80. Uh, huh? Sorry? Sorry, so I think someone said QX80. Someone there. did say QX80. Names. Well, there's one. Oh. Yes. Have you got any others? Sorry, if you're listening and you own an Infinity QX80, <laughs> then you own the oh, most wait, is that ugly... That's, it's the, the, mas- the massive one. Oh, yes. God. Absolutely yeah. horrific. hideous. It looks like a so puffer bad. fish, doesn't yep. it? Now, what would we thought? What would we think if the Griswolds drove around in the <laughs> QX80? Well, it reminds me of a, a quote from National Lampoons when they first pull up in the in the um, in the wooden panelled uh, yes. wagon, and they go, uh, "If you think you hate it now, just wait till you drive it." And, and that's, <laughs> that's what's coming into my head. Oh, yes. The other thing it reminds me of is when Homer designed a car. Do you remember oh, that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now these are the mistakes. Who designed the Tartan Prancer? I wonder. Maybe they just Good question. You know, got a cartoon character to do it. Maybe because it certainly looks that way. It does have a cartoon 
greenish look. It's kind mm. of got like these funky little, the lights look like eyeballs, but yeah. I mean, this is kind of, um, this is a girl that you would not take home unless you have, <laughs> you have seriously, seriously hit the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> the, the very bottom. You drank your way to the bottom of the barrel. Yes. Yeah. Well, awful. I, awful. I would drive it. I'm just putting it out there. I would drive it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just to say you did totally, and also you know, there's a there's a real value in cars that look different on the road. Mm. You know, I think there's 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 value in that, and also it runs on three different fuels. Oh, really? Yeah, it runs on petrol, diesel, and electricity. So, oh, you mean (laughs) embarrassment? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there's a a fourth fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we can say the Tartan Prancer is like a fat chick, fun to ride in until your friends find out. That is gold. We have had a write uh, that contribution <laughs> from Studio One, uh, who says the Fiat Multipla was uh, oh, uglier, yes. if not as ugly. Yes. Disagree, disagree entirely. Uh, I'm getting a look from Studio One now. He hates me. Uh, I think the Fiat Multipla was a beautiful thing. That's another thing that you should have to look up. It was functional. No, stop looking at me like that, all right? It was functional, and, it, it, and form follows function. It's a beautiful thing. It's like the Series One lightweight Land Rover. It's a brilliant looking yes. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. This looks like a spaceship got chopped in half yep. and then put on top of a wagon. Yep. It is terrible. <laughs> it's funny, the back looks like the front. It looks like you could drive it both ways, doesn't it? No one would ever know. Yeah. You're being very unkind. Uh, so <laughs> again, again, I'm going to have to uh, flex my production muscles and move us on to another talk topic. Um, keeping overseas, the grand overall global sales race is uh, very close this year, very close. Now, traditionally, Toyota always absolutely kicks it in. Number one. Number one. Mm. Every year for the last however many, I can't remember, years. Um, But they are being given a very real run for the money by Volkswagen of all people. Uh, So far, at the halfway point this year, Toyota have sold I can't even get my head around this figure. 5.02 million vehicles globally, worldwide. But VW, at the same point in the year, 5.04. So they're actually just ahead at the halfway point. Potentially, this means that VW will overtake Toyota for the first time in years. So my my technical question here, is is that Volkswagen as in Porsche and and all the other sub-brands? Volkswagen Group, yeah. So that's Porsche, Skoda, Audi, Volkswagen, Lamborghini. And then Toyota is Lexus as well, right? Yeah, Toyota, Lexus. I think they've got a few others. Hino maybe and yep. some so truck brands. My question in addition to that question is, surely with all the cars that Audi, Volkswagen, etc. are producing, like every time you bring in a new model, it's more sales. Whereas Toyota seems to be just sort of okay with what they've got. There's no sort of new models coming Chilaxing. online. Yeah, so maybe that's just the reason because there's just mm. new new things for people to buy. You just sort of naturally get more sales. I want to finish up just talking about one very uh, controversial, potentially... I don't know. Let's just put this. Uh, London that has proposed a new rule. Oh, yes, this is great. That is to ban, and I'm quoting, young men in supercars. Now, uh, explain, someone, please. What is going on I think here? that's te- not technically correct. I think they want to ban supercars, drivers in a couple of very fancy suburbs of London, yep. West London. And that's because the local residents don't like the noise and the... Uh, the, the, the Basically, the... the what is it? The showboating, I guess, well, if you like. And that's oh. what it is. Like yeah. every modern Ribbing supercar. the engines and yeah, you know. every modern oh, supercar. The part. Yeah, but I mean, Indeed. it's it's so stupid when you think about it because an Aventador, for example, you have to manually put it into neutral to rev it. Yes. And it's like no, no. It's not like the old days where you just dip the clutch and give it a stab. You actually have to do something entirely stupid to to make <laughs> that noise. And anyone that realises, they just you just look at them and go, "Well, you're a wanker." So so these laws they're proposing for these parts in London are very similar to some of the laws we have here in Victoria, which are the anti-hoon laws, which yep. you can have your car confiscated for spinning the wheels and things like that. But I think there could be more backlash in London because people normally get 
more upset mm. than perhaps on the one here. hand i fully support these rules because i hate seeing people younger than me in supercars yes. <laughs> on the other hand i would completely oppose them if i was that person in the supercar That's yes true. agreed That's and on true. that note we have to go to a break uh stick with us we've got about a half an hour left we're talking uh things that are definitely not toyotas after the break and we're going to be talking a little <laughs> bit more about american muscle and some hypercars so stick with us you're on fender bender on joy 94.9 Yes, all yes. right. There's a lot of All right, yes. you are listening to Fender Bender. My name is Daniel Gardner, and this is Joy 94.9. And yes, that was Aqua. <laughs> yeah, and it's my show, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to play Aqua as much as I like. Okay. You wait till you hear what song we're going out on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Welcome back, everyone. This is Fender Bender on a Saturday afternoon. We've been talking all things international and local news, uh, one or two amusing topics in there. But now we're going to go very serious, and we're going to turn to our US correspondent, Amanda, who's flown in all the way from the US specifically to be on Fender Bender. Boy, are my and arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are you doing to this show? You're upholding the quality of this show. That's what you're doing. <laughs> now then, Amanda, when I first met you, yes. we very quickly got onto the topic of cars, and I knew you would be perfect as the Fender Bender US correspondent because you got your phone out, and in your phone you have a list of all the muscle cars you want to own. Yes, I do. This I immediately do. makes us friends. And they're all chronologically <laughs> ordered too. That is amazing. By year, which I think is the most important We part. are going to talk about those a little bit later because mm-hmm. I want to I want to talk to uh, these guys about who what their favourite muscle cars are, but the reason we really want to talk to you is on a much more important level, there is real relevance to muscle cars in Australia. Now, previously, there's not really been much on offer in Australia in the way of big V8 American-built rear-drive coupes and convertibles, but things are changing, and we already know, and we talk quite frequently about this, that the Ford Mustang is on its way to Australia later this year, a car I rate very, very highly indeed, having driven it in the US when it launched. But no one else is really coming to the party. So muscle cars are an important thing, and they're your speciality. And I want to talk to you about why they're so special in the U.S. Why has America got such a love affair with the muscle car? Well, I think uh, muscle cars are just kind of part of our history. You know, we have pictures of our dads and our cousins and our brothers and all that stuff. Um, back in the day with the long hair and the beards and the mm-hmm. bell-bottom pants and standing next to these cars that... They have no right to be driving. I mean, they are, (laughs) they're like flying metal death traps. You know, they are big and heavy. The doors you have to, you know, rip them shut and they're loud and they have way more power than a young man could handle, which is why women should drive them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it's something it's been, um, all the good guys in the movies drive the, you know, the muscle cars. Everyone who's, you know, grown up and loved cars has seen these and they're beautifully made with excessive power and it's just kind of like you're like a little kid it's like glee you're like oh my god that's that yes <laughs> so you that, so there is obviously there's a tradition that, yeah. you know, it's, it's part of absolutely. america's history to sort of do things to excess really absolutely you know more power than you need not enough grip than you need for all that power <laughs> exactly. and absolutely no way to go around a corner but that's kind of changing and certainly the ford mustang has proved that that you can have every bit of the muscle car still but add a level of refinement which means it will sell in europe it will sell in japan and it will sell here mm-hmm. so things have moved on a little bit and do you think that that same recipe that you talk about in the US which has you know got that following captured that following of, of petrol heads for years do you reckon that can be synthesized in Australia and we can do the same I think that you're gonna find petrol heads everywhere you know everybody your gearheads live everywhere my brother actually would lose his mind if he I haven't told them yet that I'm on the show <laughs> but I'm gonna send him the what? podcast and he's gonna okay. freak out um, but I think that you find that gearheads as they 
learn more about cars and they say, you know, grow to appreciate them more. There's more that they want from them. And Americans have kind of always been like the, yeah, we want power and it's got to be big and mean and fast. But I think you that... To, you, you sound American. You don't know, have to I don't do have that. To sound yeah. <laughs> I believe you already. Yeah. But I, I think that um, other countries feel less... Um, I don't know how to put it. Just like gregarious i don't know yeah so, but, but australia less... also has the same love affair I mean, we've got yeah. you know big v8 rear drive we've got the you know holden and, and ford uh which have done you know we we're talking earlier in the show about the yeah. Carisi, which has got a 6.2 v8 in it's you know that's more than enough to pull away sensibly from the lights isn't it it's true so but we... i think they need a little bit more refinement in it i think that the muscle cars when they're coming here they need a little mm. bit okay. of something extra because i think that americans are very happy with just driving fast and blowing through lights yep. and getting chased by cops or whatever we <laughs> imagine that we could do. Um, but I think that... I think it's that, a fantasy uh, we all have. It's true. <laughs> cool it's true. I think that there's a little bit more refinement when you leave the country that you need to embrace. Um, but you're right, though. I do think you're right about that that whole the notion the possibility that you could run a red light and get chased by the cops in exactly the same way that no one really needs to own an SUV mm. in this country yes. they like the possibility that they can go off road in it yeah. but no one ever really does no. that you yeah, know? Of course um, but, but it's the same with the muscle car you know you've got all that power on your foot you don't necessarily have to use it and rarely do people actually well rarely can you safely and sensibly use it within the confines of the law but it's mm. having that potential isn't it you know yeah. you can hit route 66 and drive for days you know you know you could do a squillion miles an hour uh, but no one ever does but they've got the potential sat in a carriage is exactly. that the appeal, do you think? I think that the appeal is definitely, you know, there is that, you know, it's, it's you can one minute be sitting completely still and the next minute be flying. <laughs> and I do think that here in uh, Melbourne, it's going to be a little bit harder for gearheads to appreciate the Mustang because yes. there's red lights freaking everywhere and True. people are like rats in the city. No offense, but they are everywhere. Every, <laughs> underfoot, all over the place. You'll never be able to drive a car comfortably here. Well, that's the, that's the best thing about a muscle car is it's actually a form of population control. Yep. Is it'll just start wiping out random members of the population. <laughs> and, you know, we'll, and a loud engine is also, you know, it's it's like a klaxon. It, it, it warns yeah. people that you're coming. Yeah. Yep. It's not like a silent hybrid where you'll just, you know. By that reckoning, then, yeah. electric cars are dangerous, aren't they? Like, yes. I think they so are. So what we need is more muscle cars with exactly. no exhaust. Yes. And fewer electric cars. Done. Yeah. Lock it in. Another problem Agreed. we've solved on Fender Bender. Um, but, we, but we're talking about refinement and the increasing sort of technologies and muscle cars. And again, I fall back on the Mustang, which I think is fantastic. Um, has that kind of removed some of the, the classic appeal? I mean, there's a, a, quite a strong following of classic muscle car owners in Australia, people who've imported cars mm. from overseas and have had them converted. Or do you think that too many modern sophistications kind of ruin the, the recipe of a muscle car? Um, actually, I think that they, I think muscle cars need a little bit of that. I think they need a little bit of refinement. I think they're kind of just wild children and it's a lot about the look and what's under the hood and it's not so much about the, it's, it's about driving the car, but it's not about the, you know, the inside. There's not a lot of thought put into it. I, I find mm -hmm. a lot of times mm -hmm. you find these muscle cars yeah. and they have regular CD players or, you know, seats that aren't really comfortable or, you know, the way that they drive, the, the materials they're made out of. They spent so much time on the outside and under the hood. They don't really pay attention to the comfort of the person behind the wheel. And of course, you're not exactly expected to be comfortable when you're throttled in a seat at Yes, however many miles an hour exactly <laughs> but you could be comfortable okay and there's nothing wrong with it. all right well let's do this let's lay it on the line i want you to get your phone out amanda i want you to tell us what are your top muscle cars 
Okay. The, this is the official list. The official list. And incidentally, if you want to chip in, 0427 JOY949 <laughs> is the text, or you can email us your top muscle car pick on air at joy.org.au. Amanda, hit us. Uh, 1967 Shelby GT500 Mustang. Nice. Absolutely. The Eleanor, if you've seen Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Stunning car. Uh, 1969 Dodge Charger. Oh, please. Absolutely. So good. The 69 Z28 Camaro. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1970 Boss 302 Mustang. Mm. Okay, yeah. And the 1970 Plymouth Barracuda. Absolutely. I think that is a good list. Yeah. No Roadrunner on the list, though. No Roadrunner. I mean, it's a short list. I have yeah. plenty of space to <laughs> add. Have <laughs> I'm putting the question out further afield now, gentlemen. What what would go on your top muscle car list? For me, and I've driven this, is a 1979 Trans Am with a, nice. oh, with a big block. Oh, I can't remember how many cubes it was. It was like 450-something, about 7.8 litres. Oh, This is my father-in-law's, and I drive it in Perth, and it is an absolute burnout machine like oh, oh absolutely three on the tree target top it is just amazing and yeah it's not comfortable it's Mm-mm. loud it's noisy but there's something about it it's got this this character and this spirit that i'll never forget yeah it's incredible Paul? I, had a- I, feel oh, like I, I feel like i was there that that was so cool <laughs> I know. i've actually got a tear yeah good <laughs> um uh, mine not really a muscle car but the dodge viper i reckon is is just insane how I used dare to you how dare you that was oh. my pick which one though which one um I, I quite like the new one, but you really have to go for for the proper V10, the big phallic bonnet, and it's just, <laughs> it's the shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Paul has stolen my thunder, quite literally. We can that, share it. That is my, okay, let's do that. It's a terrible car, by all accounts. It is I think a Corolla could probably lap a circuit yeah, yeah. about as quick these days. But it's not the point. That's the point that what we're talking about is muscle cars. You're buying into an emotional experience yeah. rather yeah. than mm. a performance experience. And, you know, I, I, everyone who listens to the show regularly knows I frequently wank on about how much I love five and ten cylinder engine so to combine <laughs> yeah. an eight liter 10 cylinder yep. with the body that looks like a viper i'm afraid that's a match made in heaven yeah reality's boring so buy a fantasy i mean that's what it's about that's yeah. and i think you know oh. amanda you're going to stick with us you're going to talk for the rest of the show we're going to be yeah. talk, talking uh, a little bit more muscle but from a different part of the world after the break so stick around thank you very much please you're listening to fender <laughs> on joy 94.9 hi this is kylie minogue and you're listening to joy 94.9 thanks kylie you're listening to Joy 94.9. She said she's right. She she's right. Joy, she is. So yeah. hot. Everyone has something to say about Kylie, oh. don't they? Yes. Mm. Bless her. <clears throat> My name is Daniel. This is Fender Bender on Saturday afternoon. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Before the break, we were talking all things muscular with the fabulous Amanda, our US correspondent, flown in especially <laughs> for this episode of Fender Bender. But now we're going to move on to talk about a different kind of muscle. This is Italian, in brackets, German muscle. <laughs> Of course, we could be speaking of nothing other than, well, there's a few things, but specifically, Finn, we're talking about Lamborghini, aren't we? And why why are we talking about Lamborghini? Uh, I had the very good fortune of driving both an Aventador and a Urukan. If I was to say what? like an Italian, it's not um, said like that. No, it is. It's a silent H. Huracan. It is. Um, but we would say Huracan. And uh, I, so I hang drove on. them. You two drove weeks ago. the two available Lamborghinis yes, in yes. Australia. Back to back, back to back on the right, same hang on. day. Uh, just going to turn his microphone off for a second. So, we're, <laughs> yeah, that's all we just really on his way so, out. So yes, while while Lamborghini is technically owned by Audi, they are still made in Italy. So Good. they're all you know lovingly built in Santa Gata. And uh, he's getting all the roads. <laughs> yes. I want you to have a go, Amanda's should, surname at the end. You should of see what Paul's doing if you're, <laughs> just, you're in the studio. Only you're anyway, in the studio. I'll, I'll try and get through it quickly. I I tested both of them and I really do love them both. But for me, the Huracan, the new one, is is such it's a much easier nicer car to drive and i enjoyed that more 
Um, but I'll start with the Aventador because it's got the, the swing wing vertical doors, which is so fun. Mm. Oh my so God. Fun. Really hard to get in and out of the car though, because there's such wide Especially seals. when you're wearing a skirt. Indeed. Yes. And, um, but this, <laughs> which Finn is today. This, yeah. this, he looks It's fantastic. a grass skirt from Hawaii. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but this, this car is just amazing. Like a bit like we were talking with the muscle cars, it, it, they have this passion and this, this persona that you just do not find anywhere else and it's like getting into a spaceship when you step inside it and sit in it everything is just phenomenal like the All starter button the starter button it it's is. like a, um it's like a fighter you know fighter jet missile lock you got to Bring this oh, it's like a toggle. You got like a toggle, like arm. Yeah, all oh, these toggle so buttons. Oh, and, yeah, what? and everything's digitised now. It's very, very modern, and it it works really well. Everything works well, and they are stupidly fast. Yep. Both of them. Obviously, Aventador is faster. It's got the uh, the V12, and I actually got scared driving it because it's so wide on the road. Yeah. I'm just like, please, nobody hit me, because you know there was that's a huge... half the problem. People taking photos of yes. you and forgetting how to people drive. Got, you drive this along the freeway. People are almost like yeah. running into each other trying to get a yep. photo oh, or yeah. looking at it, and people go bonkers when you drive past in this bright red uh, $760,000 car. Whoa. I've no idea why. And then they see the person that's. Francie. Yeah, they're like, like, what, they're the, like what, what, what is, is special stolen? about that guy? What is this? So handsome. What's the problem? I yeah. and, uh, Things they don't say. <laughs> and, then, and, and so that, that car is insane. It's four-wheel drive, but even we drove it around some, some really nice mountain roads, but you can the back still sort of wants to slide out. It's very much rear bias. I cannot think of anything more so, utterly terrifying than a $760,000 supercar letting go of the yes, rear end. it is a little scary. But, uh, that would certainly get the brain adrenaline but no, flowing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite the way it delivers power because they're non-turbo these still. Yep. They, haven't, they haven't gone down the Ferrari route of turbocharging mm. yet, so they're both naturally aspirated. And you get a really linear power delivery. But uh, for me, it was the Huracan because it was just easier oh, really? to drive. And it, 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 it kind of felt almost faster. The, the gearbox is much newer and much, uh, much more and rapid. it's a dual clutch as well, yeah? It's a dual clutch, yeah. So you just hit the, the paddle shifters on the steering wheel and it's like bang, bang, bang. And you're doing... A very high speed, obviously. Within the limits? Completely legal. Oh, yes. Of course. Very, very quickly. And, of course, it, a lot of it is about the sound and the look, and both these cars do that to a T. So if I was to give them a score out of 10 each, I'd give the Aventador a 9 and the Huracan a 10. Because really? They are just... You're going to give a Lambo a 9? Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. A 9? The, the car gods are looking down on no, the mafia. No, no, but I did, I, I, did, I did like the Huracan more. And so there goes his job. My, <laughs> my, my fender bender score is they stand. But, yeah, if you ever get a chance... Well, just at least sit in one. Two questions, or one one question, one point. The video you guys shot was really cool, and if you want to hear it, you can just play that and just listen to the noise. Um, But do you reckon Ferrari or Lambo? If if you suddenly came into a whole heap of cash, which one would you buy? For me, it's Lambo all the way. Same. I I really like the way their design is all angles and sharp angles. Mm -hmm. It's like a spaceship inside and out, whereas Ferrari is about the curve. So each to their own, but for me, it's Mm, Lambo. I'm so so sorry, but I'm afraid you're both completely wrong. (laughs) You're the, you're the prancer. It is, I am the prancer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. In tartan my, my tartan. I'm actually... So you're Ferrari, but let's ask Amanda. What would you go? Um, You know, I'd probably just get one of each in every colour. Good. Oh, <laughs> you're sitting on the fence. I shoes. haven't driven them. 
let me drive them fickle, first, fickle. and then we'll return yeah. and well, revisit the subject. Well, I will I will weigh in on this when I have a little bit more authority to say I am driving <laughs> the Lamborghinis in a, in a couple of weeks, and you will hear all about it on, on Fender Bender for sure. In fact, you'll probably hear more than you want to, because I won't <laughs> be talking about it. I have, I have been lucky enough to drive some supercars in my time. Um, the most recent one was the Ferrari F12, which I thought was a, a you know, pretty good job, all in all. You know, they do. do. Well done, Ferrari. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Same sort of thing. You know, it, it, it tries to put all its power down through just two rear wheels, mm. uh, similar sort of power. It's the V12 normally aspirated. It ticks all the boxes. And for me, I am a th- lifelong Ferrari fan. I can't wait to get in the Lamborghinis because of all you've said and all our other colleagues have said, they are potentially head-turning vehicles, not oh. just for the people outside, but for the guys sat in it as well. And the what? just quickly, the four-wheel drive, when you nail the throttle, it's like the push in the back, the way you get squeezed against those beautiful leather seats it's just there's, oh, there's nothing God, else like disgusting. it it's <laughs> disgusting Ian is, put it, your clothes back on for God's sake it's punishing in all the right is ways is it warm in here wow. <laughs> <laughs> it sure Jeez. is has it got the right balance of of Lamborghini passion and German engineering though? is that is that Look, there is a you do feel a tiny bit more of the precision engineering from the German side, but I don't think that's a bad thing yeah. because it still has all the all the Italian feel and um, and spirit to it. It's just it won't break down as much now. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember once I uh, I've never driven a Diablo, but um, I, I met one in person and was able to to go over it with a fine tooth comb. And I've been so disappointed in the car in my whole life. I mean, there's a car that sat on my bedroom wall for years yeah. as a yeah. child, and then you look at it, and the build quality is absolutely abominable. Like, yeah. It's like nothing matches up. The colours are all awful. The switches are terrible. Oh, yeah. no. You look at it from the outside and just listen to it. It's great. But anyway, disappointed. I want to move on now, guys. And we're going to talk about something just to finish up the show. We've only got uh, about five minutes left unfortunately oh, no. but um but talking about fast cars and you know the potential to get into a little bit of trouble in them and we're talking about muscle cars and how they have the potential to go really fast but most sensible road users like the dear listener of fender bender will normally hem things in a little bit and take it easy some people don't and often we see on the news people have decided to drive too fast or do something naughty and they get followed by the police even even fewer circumstances, they decide to not stop when the police ask them. And it, this is the, the discussion and a subject we want to finish on because it's quite a serious one. There are proposed changes to the law that say in Australia, or particularly Victoria, we should not pursue a driver or someone who's broken the law when they start driving too fast. What's too fast? Well, the, the changes have actually come through already. And um, the changes say so that... it's happened. Yeah, police pursuits are banned. So unless there's a couple of minor caveats to this, but if you just decide to just go for it, um, they won't chase you. So the issue has come about because of people that have died due to police chases. So members of the public that are just... So you know, innocent bystanders who yeah. get caught up in a... Yeah. a and crash, one of the stats that, that alarm me the most is that uh, 90% of the driver fatalities that have occurred where a police pursuit was initiated due to a minor offence, the offending driver was under the influence of drugs, alcohol or both. So what the police are saying now that if one of these people uh, are driving the car and they decide to flee, they're not going to chase them. So instead you're going to have some maniac on the road that's that's completely out of their mind yeah. who could possibly kill you because they don't want to chase them or, or track them down. I think it's the dumbest policy change in the world. So, so the... 
the object of this new law is to try and protect the public effectively because when people are pursued they drive fast and they crash to me that sounds like uh, natural selection this is uh, <laughs> I think this is awesome we, we, uh... we were talking about ways to control the population well here's yeah. a really good way muscle cars and drug addled yeah. yeah. users you absolutely know, brilliant driving yes, them. that's well, fine the, the, well it's going to be good for sales of muscle cars and yeah. uh, exotic cars exactly. isn't it Amanda because you know it'll also be great for the sales of drugs apparently yeah. <laughs> yeah. but the problem is if, if you're if, if you're this guy right that's got his boot full of cocaine or something and you know that they're now not going to chase you because you can throttle on and they might catch up with you later because they've got your rego or something you can flee home dump the drugs and then let them catch up with you later for, for a minor offense of you know fleeing police instead of the offense of boot full of drugs and, and right. trafficking and everything so yeah don't give people ideas They'll turn up at your house. How do they know? Yeah. I mean, it's... The, the police will turn up at your house having not chased you. Yeah. They'll, they'll come into your front room. They'll pour you a cup of tea. Yeah. They might even do a bit of vacuuming. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're so bloody good to everyone now. You know, they'll let you do, yeah. do whatever you like. You know, just invite the police around and do a little pop. Unless you're a normal road user. You do two k's an hour over, you'll, you'll, you can lose your licence in a matter of six months just by minor variations in speed. And here, here you have the serious offenders who are just... They're just making life easier for scumbags and crooks. It's just... How does this compare to the to the laws in the US, Amanda? What, what's the what's the what, how does it work there? Um, well, I have to say I don't know necessarily. I'm not well versed on the laws of speeding because I don't get caught. But my because <laughs> <laughs> you're going too fast. Yeah. I like well, it. You mean, hang on, whoa, whoa. I do have to throw my dad under the bus, though. Uh, he told me a story back in the day where he borrowed his friend's Porsche Ooh. and was driving it much too fast on the highway <laughs> and the cops started chasing him and he got away. Wow. Took off down so the highway as fast as he could, pulled an exit at the last minute and parked in someone's driveway and got away. I can so, hear, I can hear, I can feel the Joy 94.9 <laughs> complaints line ringing off of the hook <laughs> as we speak. I'm going to say it for the third time in the show today. We, of course, at Fender Bender do not condone any irresponsible no, driving at all. No. We are merely Sorry, recounting someone's uh, story. Yeah. This, and, it, I, and this does stream online, you know, so potentially this could be going out in the oh, US. My dad will definitely hear this and he's going to be like, really, Amanda? Really? But come back to be fair, <laughs> he did not have a boot full of cocaine. So uh, there's a problem. Some Fantastic. of the scumbags that are going away are just lovely men who end up yep. having daughters that are on Fender Bender. So really, is it that bad? And <laughs> on that, potentially Dan losing his job note. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I have to say, I'm afraid, very, very sorry to say, guys, we are out of time again for another week. Um, thank you so much for being with us. <laughs> God, I'm sweating. This is... This is I know. Uh, thank you so much Paul it's wonderful to have you back on the show I do thank hope you. you return again soon absolutely Thean it's been wonderful to have you always also. awesome mate Thanks. fantastic uh, do come back again soon and also a huge thank you to the wonderful Amanda our thank US correspondent much. her first time in the studio I don't I do hope it's not the last time I don't think it will be let's be real excellent it's too we fun. are thoroughly looking forward <laughs> to it uh, and all that remains is for me to say thank you so much for listening this week this has been another hour of motoring madness do stick around though because coming up next are the wonderful guys from uh, Technogaze He's looking through the window at me right now. Mm -hmm. Creepy. <laughs> and until next week, when I will be back, because Tim will still be at large overseas, all that remains is to say, not like Amanda's dad, <laughs> please, safe driving. You're on Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. This has been a Fender Bender podcast for Joy 94.9, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station. See joy.org.au for more details. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. 
Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.